good enough and getting better. Welcome to the podcast where we can pursue personal growth, not because we have to in order to somehow be good enough, but because we know we already are good enough. We are each a unique and rare expression of human life with no duplicate. And from this foundation, we pursue personal growth because we know we can and because we know we are capable of creating all kinds of different experiences in life. And we want to play with that capacity and expand our options. We make personal growth enjoyable and easy when we can approach it with joy and playful curiosity instead of lack and insecurity. So stay tuned and join me on this journey to be more rooted in our true self-worth and more empowered in our growth process. We are good enough and we are getting even better. Hello and welcome to the podcast. I am your host, Laura Lenore, and today we're going to talk about something that's been a real personal journey for me and something that may be an issue for many of you as well, and that is perfectionism. More than just the seemingly safe answer to that dreaded interview question where they ask you to tell them about a fault or weakness that you have, the reality of perfectionism is that it often causes us to freeze up or procrastinate or hold ourselves back instead of doing things that we don't feel completely comfortable doing. It keeps us in the safe zone, only doing things that we already know that we're good at, rather than learning something new and risking looking foolish. It keeps us from actually sharing our lives and our work with others authentically as well and gets in the way of making authentic connections because nothing we have to share seems good enough yet and there's always more work to be done on a project, on ourselves. Basically, perfectionism is the opposite of the philosophy of this podcast and maybe my own years of struggling with this are part of why I am so drawn to this theme this in-between place where we can see and understand that we aren't perfect and that there's room in our work and our lives for growth, and yet we can still love and accept who we are in this moment anyways. Assuming for a moment that perfection even is a real thing, which requires us to assume that there is one complete or highest standard that we can all agree on, which is obviously not the case in really almost any area of life, But if perfection did exist and it was required for us to feel loved and accepted and good enough, then let's face it, we would all be falling short of that. Every single one of us. Nobody would deserve love or acceptance or be good enough. We've all made mistakes. We've all said something hurtful to someone else. We've all made a decision that didn't work out the way that we hoped. We've all been a beginner many times, learning new things, making mistakes along the way. And when we can see these things as part of a learning process instead of this pass-fail test, then the whole picture changes. We generally don't look at the behavior of a toddler and expect them to have the manners and awareness of an adult. And it's easy to see this growth process in children, but we somehow think there is an age where all this stops and we're just supposed to have it all figured out. Even though life keeps giving us new challenges, new opportunities for growth, every single age, every single stage of our life, there are areas where we are still growing, still learning, still maturing. Our brain's ability to learn to rewire our neuroplasticity is active throughout our entire lifetime and not just when we're children. 
We can also see this pretty easily if we take a look at just one part of someone's life. So say you're a musician and you started learning your instrument at a certain age and you spend a while on the basics, but once you hit proficiency there, you continue to encounter greater and greater levels of skill that are possible the more you keep learning and practicing, especially if you remain open to new ideas, getting feedback, taking risks, and experimenting with your music, rather than just staying at that certain level where you feel like, ah, this is good enough. Folks who camp too long at one place tend to lose interest in what they're doing over time as well. So I think we can also see in this example our human tendency to crave growth and challenge and new experiences. Perfectionism, on the other hand, keeps us from taking chances, from experimenting, from allowing ourselves to explore the unfamiliar, typically because it doesn't feel safe to be perceived as not good, even at something we have little experience with. And this can happen in realms outside of things like music, where there's this very specific observable growth curve between being an absolute beginner and being proficient to being skilled or even brilliant. This happens in our ability to form healthy relationships with other people. This happens in terms of our executive skills, our ability to do things like organize and prioritize and show up to things on time. There are so many skills in life that we kind of take for granted as I should just be able to do this when they are in fact skills. They're skills that we don't have when we're first born and that we pick up along the way and improve along the way and can get better and better at as we get older. So I don't want this musician example to limit us in our thinking about this in terms of needing this to just be about the ways in which we are learning in more observable concrete processes. This is true in any and every aspect of being a human. In my own life, this has shown up in a lot of different areas, in a lot of different ways. Like I said, this is a very personal topic for me today. One area where there has been a really obvious growth curve for me in recent years is my own relationship with my creativity. I've done all kinds of art, mostly visual arts, as long as I can remember. I won awards in high school, then went to art school for photography. So you can imagine that at that point in my life, there was a lot of my own sense of identity that was wrapped up in being someone that is good at art. And that identity portion is such a key thing in perfectionism. When we sort of label something, then we feel like we can't step outside that label without it becoming a lie, right? It's like that pass-fail test that I just mentioned. Over time, because I was taking it so seriously and, and really concerned about the way that I was showing up in this identity as this artist, you know, with professional training, I began making less and less artwork just for myself. And the work that I was making got more and more complicated, more and more elaborate and time consuming. It was almost like I had decided that I had to prove my worth creatively by making the hardest possible things I could think of, rather than doing things that just gave me joy or felt like more of a true expression of my creativity in that moment. I began to get so focused on how I could make something even more impressive than the last piece that I eventually ended up making so few images and sharing so little of what I was working on that I reached a point where I realized I hadn't devoted any real time to my own creative ideas in a couple of years. 
By the time I realized this, I was already in practice as a hypnotist and was very familiar with the idea of growth mindset and fixed mindset, which you can hear about in episodes 11 and 12, if you aren't familiar. And so I recognized what was happening and decided that I needed to do something about it. This perfectionism was costing me too much. This creativity is such an important part of my life. And so I decided in that moment that I needed to intentionally give myself permission to play with art. That was one of my first steps. I started using a medium that I knew very little about and one that I felt like I couldn't take too seriously or even have that much control over during the process. So that really allowed me to put aside a lot of the baggage that I had around photography and the other work that I was doing previously. And it allowed me to connect with this younger, more innocent version of my creative self. Also, in order to make time for art and share it, you know, to break through that resistance that I had to showing something that seemed imperfect, I created a little external accountability for myself by starting a routine of sharing art on my personal social media every single Friday, whether I loved what I had made that week or not. I made a hashtag out of it. I did it regularly. And I've been doing it for long enough now that it feels so much easier. I feel so much more connected to my creativity, to what a positive impact that has on my life, even if I'm just making a little bit of time during the week to play with a new idea. And I also practice sharing it regardless of how things are likely to turn out, which is very freeing and adds a lot of enjoyment to my life for sure. And I just get to enjoy practicing and doing this for the sake and the love of doing it. And it's it's really wonderful. And in the process, that new art form that I took up as a way to play has actually turned into a skill set where I can pretty consistently make work that I'm proud of and that I enjoy, while also staying connected to the playfulness that keeps me asking, where else can I go with this? What if I tried it this way instead? What would this look like if I did it a different way? There was an interesting story in the book Art and Fear, where a ceramics teacher split the students into two groups to make pottery. And one group is told to focus on the quality in order to get a good grade. And the second group is told to make as many pots as they possibly can, that they are going to be graded by the total weight of their creations. By the end of the class, all of the highest quality pots actually came from the group focused on quantity because they had learned by digging in, by making mistakes, by trying different techniques, how to actually make a really beautiful pot, whereas the other group had a bunch of ideas about aesthetic beauty without a whole lot of work to actually show for it. So why am I telling my story and this example about pottery? What does all this have to do with perfectionism? This is not an episode about creativity, right? Well, it kind of is, actually, because creativity is not just about art. And the heart of creativity or creative thinking is basically the opposite of perfectionism, where we get to feel open to explore different ideas and new ways to do something, even things that have nothing whatsoever to do with art can be creative. It's a state that is fueled by curiosity, where we're always asking ourselves, how can we do something differently or finding the interesting overlapping intersections between areas and thoughts and ideas that don't always seem to line up at first glance. And we each have this capacity inside us, even if we've never made a piece of art in our lives. If you look at any child, you'll see this innate nature, this exploring, this asking questions, this experimenting freely with very little sense of performance for anyone else 
at least not until they get a little bit older and they learn like maybe this is a good way to get attention. That definitely happens as we get older. So for our experiential portion of this episode, the part where we actually do something with these ideas, I would like for you to start thinking of an area of your life where things have been feeling stale, an area where you have felt like you have to be a certain way, look a certain way, perform a certain way in order to feel good enough, in order to conform or be accepted by others. This could be a specific activity, a hobby or something connected to your career. It could be social. We get into ruts in how we meet, connect and converse with other people. It could be something as mundane as how you dress every day. Maybe you stress out about making the perfect choices instead of giving your creative impulses a little bit more room to shine. Pretty much any area of our lives can become stale, can become stuck when we stop trying new things and fall into a safe routine. So just go with whatever comes into your mind right now. Obviously, if there's something you're doing exactly the same way every day and you feel really good about the way you're doing it, then that is just fine. But if there's something that you're doing exactly the same way every day and you would actually like to have a little bit more engagement, a little bit more life, a little more creativity in that area of your life, then that would be a good choice for what to focus on for today. And so we're just going to explore some questions here together about this area of your life. So feel free to take some notes as we go along or just think through this along with me. I'm going to post these questions in the show notes also. So if you want to think through them on your own time, they'll be there for you to do that as well. First, it is important to recognize the dark side of this drive to be perfect. So we're going to start there. If we aren't willing to see how our perfectionism cuts us off from our positive resourceful states like curiosity, creativity, playfulness, and frankly, the ability to continue growing in this area of our life, then it can be easy to stay in the rut because it feels safe and because it takes effort to get out of it. And it's easy to just stay there and, and not put in the effort to expand here. So just to connect with our reasons for why we want to step out of our perfectionism in this area, I would like you to list off a few things you can think of right now for how you can notice that this perfectionism is holding you back or may even be causing you pain or discomfort in this area of your life. I know for me, when I was realizing that I really needed to do something to change up my creative life, I thought about it a lot. I experienced a lot of mental anguish at the idea that I wasn't making any work, that I wasn't doing anything at all and feeling like I really needed to change that. So be really honest with yourself about this, right? Like maybe these standards have helped you feel safe, but what if we didn't need this to feel safe? What else is possible in this area that we may be missing out on? What negative experiences are we having, like that mental anguish that I just described, that may be something that's a signal that we need to make some progress, we need to grow past this point where we're at? Maybe the discomfort or the negative emotion is boredom, because we can definitely get bored of only doing things the supposedly perfect way right? So take a moment to think about that. What is the cost that you are paying right now of keeping this area of your life the same way?
And of course, feel free to hit pause if you need a few more moments to think about that. And now that you recognize some reasons to break through the perfectionism in this area, imagine what you might want to do in this area of your life if nobody was watching, if nobody could ever see it or comment on it. It's just for you. It's just to find out what happens or explore for yourself. Maybe there is an area that you are curious about. There's a specific thing that you would like to learn, something new, something different you want to try. Maybe it would just feel good to connect with at least one other person more authentically in regards to the struggles that you have in this area. Maybe even just opening up with one other person about that would feel like growth for you in this area, would feel like it's stretching that comfort zone into new territory. Just let your imagination really dig into this. If you already felt more comfortable with your worth in this area, what does that free you up to experiment with? Is there something here that you do in a certain way just because it seems like the only acceptable way when it's not really necessarily the right way for you after all? I want you just to play with this idea for a moment. Nobody's watching. It's just you. What are you going to do next? What would you love to do next if there was no possible way to fail or nobody watching? So next, knowing now why it will feel good to expand beyond the perfectionist bubble and having some sense of what this fuller freedom might be like for you, what it allows for you to do, how you might feel and be and what sort of different things you might try or experience in your life as a result. Let's move on and look for areas that we are able to take just one small step in this direction? What is basically a single doable step that can help you to open things up and move forward and feel like you are pushing those comfort zone boundaries just a little bit, right? If you have more than one idea, go ahead and get them all out, but then just choose one that feels really good to actually start doing in this area of your life. And I'll give you a moment to think about what would that small doable step be that moves you in the direction of expanding this area, this part of your life. And finally, We are going to decide right now when and where, how you are going to take that next doable step. What are you going to be able to do about this today to be able to put this plan in action and begin experiencing this more open place, this greater level of freedom from your own expectations, or maybe it's other people's expectations that you are perceiving that has been holding you back. And as a part of this, knowing that you are going to take this next doable step and move forward, 
I encourage you to make a commitment to yourself regarding how you will be able to respond to any discomfort that used to hold you back. So like making a plan for how you are going to move through it now instead of allowing it to hold you back. Like maybe for you using breath work or acupressure tapping techniques like EFT, or maybe your plan is just to stop and remind yourself that being more free and authentic is ultimately what you want and is safe to take the next small step in that direction. Maybe you want to share this plan with a friend who can encourage you and help you to be accountable to the step that you're taking. I will also be doing a hypnosis track for next week about letting go of perfectionism. So maybe listening to that audio will be helpful in your journey along the way as well. And then once you have decided on that next step and you are able to push through any discomfort and allow yourself to take that small step, then at that point you can decide on the next step, just one little step forward at a time, allowing it to feel easy, to feel doable. So often we feel like change needs to be this giant thing all at once and that makes it feel overwhelming. But it really can be so easy for us to open up different areas of our life a little bit at a time actually begin experiencing how much more creative, how much more inspired and connected we can feel when we no longer think that we have to attain some imaginary standard of perfection. And then as we experience that along the way, each and every step gets easier because we have this experience of our own ability to do this, to take these steps, to work through the discomfort and know that we're going to be okay. A few other things that might be helpful along the way, you can make a list of your current skills and accomplishments that you're proud of now, and notice how long it took you to get where you are, allowing yourself to appreciate all the effort that you've put out along the way as a way to remind yourself of the value of doing the same thing moving forward, right? Because there's things that I'm sure you love about your life, skills that you have, abilities that you have, that maybe it's easy to forget how hard you had to work to get there. But when you stop and look back, you can realize, oh yeah, actually I have been practicing this for 10 years, for 15 years. And so that can be motivating knowing how good you will be able to get at new areas of your life within the next 10 years or 15 years, right? Uh, Another tip, you could ask mentors, teachers, parents, etc., somebody supportive in your life to cheer you on for your effort and for your progress instead of just your results, because this helps us to focus more on the process. And when we're more process oriented, it allows us to grow, whereas focusing on the outcome is not usually as effective in that regard. If you don't have folks in your life who can help you with this, imagine that you do. Just create an image in your mind of maybe there's an old teacher who encouraged you when you were in school, a person from TV or online who seems like they would be a great support in this area if it was someone that you knew in real life. You know, like maybe you have an inner 
Tony Robbins or someone in your mind that just tells you that you can do this and that you can think about what they would be saying to you now about your current effort, about your progress. You could even imagine a version of your future self encouraging you from a place of having already broken through in this area and just letting you know that you can do it, right? You could make a regular point to notice moments in your day where other people are doing things in their own unique way. Uh, That helps us to break out of our expectations of perfection for ourselves because typically we really appreciate when we see other people putting themselves out there, even when they're uncomfortable, stretching beyond their comfort zones in some way. And we can notice that we actually really appreciate this in other people, often so much more than when someone is polished and perfect to the point where they don't seem like they have any struggles. We are really attracted to authenticity, to human beings who are doing the best they can in the moment in an authentic way. So noticing that as you're moving through the world, or you know, you can see it in television shows or online, various places. So play with those ideas this week. Maybe even surprise yourself with some of the ideas that come to mind for how you can open your comfort zone beyond that old perfectionist thinking and allow yourself to begin playing with this process rather than trying to open yourself up perfectly. There's no one right way to do this. There's no one right way to have a new experience. This is all about just letting yourself explore. I would love to hear about your experience with these questions and what steps you're taking in your life as a result. And you can find me at facebook.com slash good enough and getting better or at lenorehypnosis.com. And please join me again next week when we do some hypnosis together about this same topic, perfectionism, allowing ourselves to experience more growth and joy in life by expanding our comfort zones and having more flexible standards for ourselves in our lives. I hope you join me for that. And in the meantime, please rate, subscribe, and share this podcast with anyone you know who could use some help in this area. Thanks so much for the support. Bye for now. 